Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. No new episode this week, but in the meantime, we've got this lovely Patreon episode for you that we're releasing for free. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash let's stop there. We're actually releasing the sequel to this episode. Fan Fiction 2 uh, should be out now, but feel free to go check it out and we'll be back with a new free episode at the end of July. Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. This week, we're reading a number of different fan fictions from across the internet ranging from mildly stupid to somewhat unsettling to downright disgusting. And I apologize in advance. What's it mean? I don't know. It's a show. Welcome to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week, we're not reading just one book. We're reading many, uh, I don't even know how you describe it, many attempts at, at literature. We're reading fan fiction this week. It's our first mixed bag of fan fiction. Kind of. I feel like we've talked about doing this in the past, but this week it's a reality. We're, go, we're crossing all manner of media properties and and delving into the sick mind of what the fans want it's like space jam 2 yeah what's up with that why does space jam 2 have all these other things in it first space jam was just looney tunes why is mm-hmm. you know why is joker in it and <laughs> it, uh the king kong every yeah king kong's in it the iron giant that's like a fan fiction it's called Brand, uh, sync synergy, synergy, buddy. Interesting. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, so in honor of Space Jam, we've decided we're going to take all of everybody's favorite things and mash them together in one episode. I don't even know what we have in store. And he's just going to pick these at random. So mm-hmm. if any of them are truly reprehensible or disgusting, take it up with him before we get into it. What's new with you guys? It's been a while. It's been a little while since we did an episode. I've. I'm moving. I'm still moving. I'm not done with it yet. By next week, I'll be in my brand new recording space. So that's that's what's new with me. Oh, and we all got vaccinated. That's the big one. I got a sunburn while waiting for my vaccine shot. So, wow. Damn. Is that why you're all red? Yeah. Uh, or it could just be <laughs> the vaccine's working. It's booze. <laughs> the juice is working. So you, you got a... Uh, do you mind telling us which one you got? Is it Pfizer? Is it Moderna? Is it AstraZeneca? Is it got, Johnson & Johnson? Um, I got the big P, Pfizer. Ooh, that's what we I'm got. A Pfizer, I'm a Pfizer man. Oh, wow. So you, that means you're in between. You got one more to go. You're just, you've had the first shot. I've got the first shot yesterday. I can't lift my arm, but I'm you red hot. It. Which My face is bright red, <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> Which uh, which arm did you get? Uh, left. Good. That's the right arm to do. 
I, I mean, yeah. it's the left arm, but it's the correct the correct arm to do. Well, Kayla's unless you're a lefty, I don't remember. She's she's a southpaw, so she got it in the right. So, <laughs> Ganesh, I don't know what they did to you, buddy. I got half in each arm. They did his leg. <laughs> um, well, I could, yeah, I actually just pulled my pants down. They did it right in my cheek. Oh dear, army style, well, as you say. <laughs> congrats to you. Yeah, me and Ganesh. I mean, we're coming up this weekend. We'll be ready to rock and roll, dude. It'll be two weeks since our last vaccination shot, and we will be ready mm-hmm. to go uh, digging through the trash cans like we used to. I'm already making plans. Well, Cody, you got planned. First thing we're going to do is we're going to go get some Korean barbecue. Mm, like wh- where? Are there indoor Korean barbecue places open? I guess. Going to go to K-Town? Yeah, we're going to go to K-Town. Delicious. I've had a hankering for a, a a pile of meat, and I want to cook it myself, but I also want someone to serve me the raw meat before I cook it. Yeah, I was so about to say. That's what we're going to do. You had a whole year to just cook meat yourself. Yeah, but it's so, it tastes so much better when someone hands it to you and does all the chopping for you and everything. Yeah, he wants to live in the lap of luxury. Yeah, that's one thing. You don't have to do dishes. That's a big thing. I got really good at dishes in quarantine. I'm still bad at them. You got to get a technique. I I feel like the technique is just get a dishwasher. I don't know. I'm just not a fan. It's my least favorite chore of all the chores. What? I like it. You put headphones on. You listen to the Let's Stop There podcast. <laughs> Every week you dutifully listen to Let's Stop There while you, you wash your dishes. Every week. It's, it's daily. I listen to. Uh, <laughs> you just listen to chronological order over and over. <laughs> Digging through the Amazon book club backlog. Uh, all right. You know, nothing well, would make me happier than y'all listening to episodes. I do. <laughs> I listen to the show. Nothing would make you happier. Well, I mean, a lot, a couple things might, but it would make me happy. What about like a nice fresh loaf of your favorite bread? <laughs> that would be better. What kind of loaf? Of I'm your favorite, ask, but your favorite, your favorite bread. bread. Okay, not my favorite shit, but my favorite bread. Yeah, you know, that would make me ha- about the Nobody, same amount of happiness. When you hear loaf, you think, shit, what's wrong with you? <laughs> this, is, this is a PG podcast, all right? We're talking bread. All right. Yeah, I... Pumper, when pumpernickel, I, big when brown I loaf. Listen to the Let's Stop There podcast while doing dishes. Whenever one of us curses, you know what I do? I scrub real hard. <laughs> oh. Do dirty. <laughs> I make amends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when we get to the pearly gates saint peter's gonna play back the, all the curses on this podcast and then he's gonna pull the lever and we're gonna fall through to hell he'll be laughing and then he's gonna just play back the bible episodes yeah that one really cemented our first class ticket hey we might have just you know we might have nailed it you know and he's like you're the first people that's to true. ever nail it and we're the only ones in heaven <laughs> that's true they accepted what we did as constructive criticism and decided to tear the whole thing down and start over. Or maybe God is like Stephen King in the Bible is like uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. And he's like, you know, I don't really like that interpretation. Mm. We, we, we got the real stuff out there. That's what I think. Yeah, we did what? Room 237 on the Bible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We nailed it. Anytime, a, anytime an adaptation... Stephen King actually likes it's always a bad it's it's a bad version of his book anyway well as we've talked enough probably right should we do what we, we, we want to start the podcast want to read we're the, good. this uh, read? we're good for this one just put this oh, out there all right yeah let's cut it here hey thanks everybody thanks to 
Chris Lindquist for our artwork. Morris Reese for our music. Oh, wait. No, Ganesh, Ganesh looks like he's really excited about this fan fiction. We should read the fan fiction. Let's jump in. Let's jump to the, I don't even know, the first. Well, I don't even know what we have in store. Uh, Surprises, mm-hmm. Ganesh. Let's see what, let, let's jump ahead and see what he's got for us. I was so tired after the park. What's up with that? Yeah, dude, we came home and we went to bed. That whole next day, I was just pooped. Couldn't get out of bed. Oh, yeah. You guys had some, you guys had fun over there in uh, Park Slope. Yeah, we caught some drinks. How was Shane's place? It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's got, it's like, it's all very cohesive. It's what I imagine like an adult apartment looks like. Wow. It's like decorated so well that it's like, yeah, it just, it feels like I walked in there. I'm like, damn, this is like a very, um, this is a sophisticated person's apartment. <laughs> is, that Thank Kay- you. is that Kayla's handiwork? Are you kidding? Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Somebody yeah. will come see it. Yeah, you should. Uh, it's nice. I, I like good, um, offer stands if you ever want to take a bath. It's a really good bathtub. <laughs> It does have a deep tub. Oh, yeah. I'm going to come wash up. You can go, like, head deep in it. It's crazy. You're going to drown yourself, huh? Oh, yeah. That's why. Nice. That's why we moved here. Nice bathtub to hang out in after you've taken a whole bottle of pills. (laughs) It has, yeah. It's got that charm. (laughs) Terrific. What's that Anne Heche Harrison Ford movie with the tub? (laughs) Uh, Is that What Lies Beneath? Yeah, What Lies Beneath. My word. What a memory. Oh, I can't wait to die in there. All right, let's jump in now. Ganesh, what do you got for us? Huh? What kind of sick, depraved fan fiction do you have for us first? All right. Well, first off, we have a Shrek fan fiction. Oh, dear. This can't be good. I sorted by favorites and then sorted by most reviewed. This is on fanfiction.net, right? This is what like are the Shrek's- hub. Shrek's powers. Can you give me a refresher on Shrek? He stinks. Super strength. Oh, he stinks. He farts and burps. I think he's immortal. Immortal? Immortal. Honestly, you might be right. I can't remember. It's been a while. Also, he lays eggs. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, duh. Then he scrambles them for donkey. This is <laughs> yeah. my own fan fiction. Donkey. We'll save this for another episode. Oh, uh, I had Shrek on DVD and then I never saw any of the other Shreks. I saw them all. I Are saw, they I good? Saw Shrek 3 in theaters. Are they good? Yeah. <laughs> they really? Are. All right. Yes. Damn. Sounds like this fan fiction is for you, written for you. I don't like this revisionist history that like Shrek is bad. The first Shrek is really good. It it's is a very good movie. Had it on DVD, my friend. No one said no and one Shrek, said it was bad. And Shrek 2, also uh-huh. great. Really good. Shrek 3. You know, it's fine. Not bad. Not great. Only three? And then there's a fourth one. I don't think I saw that. Anyway, definitely should dip back into the library and uh, check these out when you get a chance. But before we do that, let's destroy every good thing about it by reading a fan fiction. This is called Shrek and Fiona, the real story on how babies were made. Oh, boy. Buckle up. This is going to be a sick episode, folks. It was their wedding night, and Shrek was waiting for Fiona at the altar. Fiona, with her long red hair blowing in the breeze, walked down ever so slowly. Shrek pictured it in slow motion. How 
who played uh, Fiona? Uh, Cameron Diaz. Oh, okay. All right. Classic. Let's stop there. Uh, reached out to her to be on this episode, and she declined. Well, her people just didn't get back to us. That's what you mean. Mm-hmm. It's not a firm no. Our emails tend to go to spam. <laughs> it's not a no. It's just a not today. It's <laughs> a so maybe later. We'll catch you for the novelization of There's Something About Mary. <laughs> I'm sure that exists. All right. Strikes at the altar. Sexy ass Fiona's coming up. Uh, settle down. When she made it to the altar, she and Shrek... Res- I'm just talking from Shrek's perspective. She and Shrek recited their vows and had their first kiss together. It was so romantic, Fiona's mom began to cry. Oh, that's my baby girl, she said to herself. Shrek and Fiona made it back to the swamp in a hurry because Shrek had taken a male enhancement <laughs> drug and it was already <laughs> starting to take effect. At the wedding? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, it takes a couple hours to take effect. He had oh, okay. it with the, he, they cut the cake, he popped a little pill, and now they're heading back to the swamps. Silently, they burst into the little swamp hut. Why silently? Shrek began to... <laughs> who's, who's, who's listening? It's your house. How do you silently burst? Also. Oh, yeah. Also, who gives a shit? You're in a swamp. Rattle the floorboards if you want, guys. It's your wedding night. Don't wake Donkey. He's out there fucking that dragon or whatever the hell. <laughs> Wait, he found love? With a dragon. Oh, wow. This is canon. It's in the movie. Okay. I don't know what's what and who's who. <laughs> this is all canon. He's just reading the back of the DVD case. Who found love Donkey. with a dragon? Donkey. <laughs> Donkey did. This huh? really happened in the movie. <laughs> all right. I'm not even kidding. This other stuff, this is what this is in the cutting room floor. They animated it all, but they had to cut it. I wonder if dragons have two penises like snakes. What do you get at? Back to the book. Imagine, (laughs) I'm just picturing uh, Shrek and those Mike Myers uh, sight gags with like like phalluses in front of him in every scene right now. (laughs) He's running through the swamp and his boner is casually (laughs) obscured by like branches and trees and stuff. Sorry, this is a bad, this is maybe our most foul episode already. Usually it's a handsome cowboy lawman, but today it's Shrek. Anyway, go on. Uh, Shrek began to... I can't wait any longer for this. Shrek began to strip her to nothing, and Fiona began to do the same to him. Shrek pushed her against the wall, filled with adrenaline (laughs) and passion, because he loved her so much. I already feel bad about this. And she loved him. They're in love. I mean, that's sweet, but... But it was her first time with a man, and she did not know if she was ready. Damn. All right. Wait a second. A lot uh-huh. to unpack here. First of all, Fiona's never been with a man. Uh-huh. Shrek owns Viagra, so clearly he's been around the block a time or two. I'm just curious about the histories here. I just... I am i don't know what... Like, not to like diss him, but I don't know what's in his pants. I feel like it could be like a Hydra situation. Like, <laughs> So you and Ganesh are both hypothesizing a multiple penis huh. scenario for for two Shrek characters. Yeah, you never know what's going on down there. He's it's got it can't look normal. That's for sure. It would be surprising if it was normal. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but what does Fiona know? She's never seen it one way or the other. She didn't know how to go about it. Shrek slowly and passionately slid her his hand down her abdomen. Ay, caramba. And 
between her thighs and uh-uh, he no, met no. her wet heated core <laughs> and oh, that's pressed his ring and middle finger between no, no, this her slippery uh-uh. folds. No, 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 this can't happen. Not on my yada, podcast. Yada, yada, yada. She moaned in pleasure. <laughs> he said, are you ready for me? She nodded in agreement. Yes. He got on top of her using his knees. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Using his knees? I, even I don't know what that means. Uh, doesn't Shrek have like a catchphrase? Like, like uh, he's out of here or something like that. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> he's out of here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This can't smell good. That's what I know about Trek for sure. He uh, pressed his hardened dick against her warm no, core. Can't say that about Shrek, dude. No, you yada, think it's yada, a dick yada. just like with just a K, like Shrek? Shrek asked, <laughs> "Are you sure?" It's D-I-C. Are you sure about this? You know it's gonna hurt, right? Who says this, Shrek? I guess at least he's at least he's kind and you know thoughtful about it. Yikes. Good thing this one's behind the Patreon wall. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, jeez. Um, How bad could this be? I feel you, like any, the, things you're actually, the things you're actually reading are pretty graphic, so I can't imagine what you're yadaing. I feel like I got to yada a little bit here. So does Shrek. He says, let's change position. She didn't know what he meant, so he spun her <laughs> over and said she was on top and he was on his back. She liked this one more because she could control him while she bounced on top bounced on top of him <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. typo okay that's one of the fairy tale words that they use in Trekland. and she enjoyed it and she orgasmed again oh man wow. this is bad this can't be happening then shrek couldn't resist the temptation because he smelled fish uh, <laughs> um <laughs> Let's how about a sit up there? I'm just gonna yada yada at the there. end. Yeah, that's a that's a ooh, that's a. <laughs> if, this, if this is how it's starting off, I don't know what is gonna happen for the rest of this episode. It ends with an author's note. This was made by me, and it's <laughs> made by Mega Spark, and you should be very proud of yourself, Garris Babe One Five One. Very disturbing. This is a two-man job. It took two people. <laughs> Very disturbing, <laughs> but enjoyed every second of writing it. So there you go. I bet. I bet. These people, I mean, honestly, you got to throw these people in jail. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to write this or read it for that matter. Take me away. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be exposing this to the world. So that's canon, huh? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not. That, yeah. That's on the insert in the DVD. They had to do a mass recall. Well, I feel empty inside. Just feel a little sick. The next stuff can't be worse than that. So that's got to be bad. That's uh, yeah. It can't be as bad as that. Yeah, that's it. Can't get worse, can it, Ganesh? Uh, Should we find out? Do you want to jump ahead? Let's jump ahead. I need to go <laughs> wash my own mouth out with soap. We'll be we'll be right back. Yeah, God. <laughs> Uh, that sucks. Let's, Ganesh, let's take it down a notch for this one. We got a PG one in the tank here. Yeah, I'm going to take it down actually to the t- total polar opposite of whatever we just read was. This Thank next God. one is, I believe, meant for children. This podcast is 
This is called Airbud and the Race for the Eiffel Tower by Uncle Hammurabi. This could be bad too. By who? By Gold Uncle Hammurabi. Uncle Hammurabi. Okay. Eye for an eye. You all know the story of Buddy, the wondrous dog who plays basketball. I'm familiar. I know him as Bud. It's an incredible story. Yeah, we call him Bud, but I mean, I'm not, we're not that close. Buddy was his father. It's an incredible <laughs> story. There's no doubt about it. But the story about Buddy that will truly leave you with awe has yet to be told. Oh. The story began in Fernfield, Washington, when Air Bud had just won the state championship with the Timberwolves basketball team. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Him and Carl Anthony Towns, the whole crew. He was walking to the car with his owner when suddenly... Ricky Rubio is kind of Air Bud. That's true. He has an Air Bud quality. Yeah. Mostly that mane. Oh, yeah. He looks good. Plus, he shoots the ball with his nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes dumps on the floor. It's uncanny. Yeah, they got to hire extra wipers for the Air Bud games. Mm-hmm. Pooper scoopers. Wipers. He was walking. Yep. He was walking to the car with his owner when suddenly the trophy gave Buddy a new feeling. He couldn't explain it. Abruptly, he blurted out, I can talk. What? <laughs> Whoa. This, this author's taking some liberties that I think are a little too far. No, no. I like it. His first words are, I can talk. <laughs> he what, didn't even start off yours, slow. though. I can talk. <laughs> oh, shit. If you if if you'd gone ten years without talking, and you have the knowledge, and you can and you can like speak in your head, and then one day you just are able to talk, I'll be like, "Holy shit, dude, I can talk." My first word would be, "Hey," that was my first word when I was a baby. Hey, mm-hmm. well, you're you're really good at saying it, so I get it. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. That's right, I nail it every week. I'm so good at saying hey. My second word was, anybody got a light? Josh Fram stopped in his tracks. <laughs> Had his dog just talked? No. He simply must not have been feeling well after all the hard work he had just done. But soon... Did you hear me? Buddy exclaimed. I can talk. Yeah, I heard you. I'm trying to process it. Buddy, how are you doing that? Josh said excitedly. I don't know. I just touched the trophy and I could talk. <laughs> Your airbud voice is really good. <laughs> That's, that is how he would sound. Let me see that, Josh demanded. He examined it, squinting at every detail. Buddy, it says hola at the bottom of this trophy. We must travel to Spain to track down the origin of the spectacular gift you were given. So they got on the next plane to Spain. <laughs> Buddy, I got, I got stuff to do. I don't know who the <laughs> fuck you think you are. Buddy, just enjoy your new gift. They got on a plane together? Don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to the rivers and the streams that you're used to, bud. Come on, buddy. Man, you think when they put Air Bud on the plane, they had to, like, tranquilize him and put him in, in underneath? Yeah, and he's just like, hey, you sons of hey, bitches. What the fuck? I average 32. I fly first class, motherfucker. 32.4 <laughs> points a game. You know who I am, goddammit. I just love the Timberwolves of the chip. There must be some <laughs> kind of clue here. Said Josh as they looked around Barcelona, Spain. All right, we're here, bud. Where to next? Suddenly, an old, bald man with a beard and a cane approached Josh and Buddy. I'm a wizard, and I sense a problem that be with you two. What be the problem? I can talk because of this trophy, and we want to find out why. Listen, I got some. I got. I got something to say. 
uh-huh. as crass and as disgusting as the Shrek story was, it was yeah. written a thousand times better than this. <laughs> that, that was actually there was some some craft to that. This is this is garbage. <laughs> Just you wait. Airbud's gonna Eiffel Tower somebody. <laughs> Oh, that's what that that's what, that's what the Eiffel Tower means. Him and Josh. Buddy gave the wizard the trophy in his eyes. <laughs> Everybody's just like, who's got this? a Viagra around here? <laughs> Who's stick and I suck for Viagra? <laughs> I'm Airbud. <laughs> I'm fucking Airbud. Just doing coke. Buddy gave the wizard the trophy and his eyes glistened as he examined the mysterious object. Ah, yes, this trophy beholding many magical properties, but you shouldn't be in Spain. You should be in. Paris, France. <laughs> so, buddy. Josh and Buddy got on the next plane to Paris. What the fuck, Buddy? Just that's another plane ticket. You're costing me a lot of money now, Bud. Hey, he gets probably 19 million a year. <laughs> yeah, plus he's got miles, you know, from flying all over the country playing in the basketball league. Upon arrival, their first stop was the Eiffel Tower, but there was a crowd of people standing over a mile around the tower. Something <laughs> wasn't uh, right. <laughs> What? Something was, that sounds about right for a large city. What are all these people doing out here? Suddenly, Elvis flew out of the Eiffel Tower wearing a black cape. Fuck this. Fuck this. <laughs> you don't like it? You don't like how no, random bring back Shrek. I want to see. Let's go back to Shrek making gr- graphic sex to Fiona. I'd prefer that to this. It is I, Elvis, and I have returned from the dead to cause trouble. Hey, he's the one who put the spell on this trophy, Buddy shouted to Josh. Uh, <laughs> but the yada yada yada. This, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, this is just so bad. That's the whole point. We went into the fan fiction not thinking it was going to be good. Okay, all right. Who said that? Someone speaks my magic. It's me. You made me speak, but why? Asked Airbud. Well, you were a test to see if special dog powers work, and now. I introduced my own magic dog. Suddenly, a humongous, vicious dog appeared and knocked over the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) Hey, well, that's Elvis for you. (laughs) Josh panicked. Hey, buddy, you must be able to do something about this. Ha ha, you fool. There's nothing you can do to stop me, Elvis shouted. But Elvis didn't know that he accidentally gave Buddy the power to stop evil. Damn it. So, oh, man. <laughs> oh, weird side effect. Shouldn't have done that. Uh-uh. Look how Elvis is just <laughs> evil in this for some reason. <laughs> Buddy sensed that he had the power and he used it to send Elvis back to the dead. Then Buddy and Josh <laughs> he got killed pe- Elvis again. <laughs> uh-huh. Damn. Slam, slam dunk. <laughs> slam dunk back on the toilet you died on, Elvis. <laughs> then Buddy and Josh got pizza to celebrate. The end. Yikes. All right. Well, that's Pizza sucked. in Paris? <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on. Get yourself a baguette. Yeah. Get a little uh, ham and cheese. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they eat in Paris. Cigarettes. Yeah. Smoke some cigarettes. Yeah, get, get a pack. Uh-huh. Well, that was weird. Was Very that bad. highly... Very bad. Highly upvoted? How'd you even find yeah, that? That, that was just, a favorite? Did you just type in that was idiot? A, no, that was a... F- I've, I'm certain the search parameters are... Under 5,000 words sorted by most favorited. I got to say, if that's the most favorited, I got to wonder what kind of dregs are in the bottom of these lists. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be the the lowlights of human achievement at the the bottom of these fan fiction lists. Well, that was... That was something. 
Yeah. Uh, Sorry, everyone. Curious how Sh- uh, Shrek and Fiona are doing, though. Wonder what they're getting up to. Maybe even Donkey slipped in. We'll never know. All right. Well, that's something. That's something else. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's jump ahead. Let's do another one. Let's roll the dice. Let's see what Ganesh has for us. Will it be something obscene and disgusting or mm-hmm. it's just something so criminally stupid that it barely makes sense? We'll see. We'll be right back. Well, two shockingly different forms of fan fiction so far. Uh, let's see what Ganesh has up his sleeve. Uh, Ganesh, take it away. What do we got here? This is a, uh, we might have to jump around in this one because there's chapters. This is called 1963 by One-Eyed Nemesis. And the plot is, in November 1963, Martin Crane finds himself in Dallas driving the president's motor. Oh, my <laughs> Martin- <laughs> Martin Crane, like Frazier's Frazier's dad? Yes. As shots are fired, he's plunged into the investigation of one of the most infamous moments of the 20th century. What? Uh, This would explain some of his uh, things. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Let's hear it. Let's, is Frazier in this or is it just purely about? <laughs> I'm not sure. Is I any believe... in it? I believe no it's chance. from Martin's perspective also. All right. This is Here insane. we go. Oh, my God. I pulled at my coat and shrugged in the cold weather. It was winter of 63 and I was about to set out on the biggest adventure of my life. I just finished a hard day of police work. I was ready to go home and see my wife, Hester, and my two boys, <laughs> Fraser and Niles. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Why are they in Dallas? All right, whatever. Too many questions. Maybe to try to coax them into playing ball instead of reading their books. Mm, those little nerds. But as luck would have it, my boss spotted me. He scurried towards me, throwing a cigarette and stomping out its flame. His hair was gray and thinning, although I would never tell him. Hey, Marty, my boy, just the man I wanted to see, Wallace said with a wide grin, and I smiled and waited for him, leaning on the squad car. How you doing, Wally? I asked, moving closer to the car to shield myself from the cold. Yeah, I was wondering if you could do me a big favor. You up for it? (laughs) Before I could respond, he spoke again. I want you to go to Dallas. Dallas, Texas? I asked. Yep, Marty, my boy, I want you to take a place in Candy's motorcade <laughs> and represent Seattle. I can have you transferred there for a few days. Introduce yourself to the president if you can make a name for Seattle. Can you do it? Ah, I I don't know. I mean, Dallas. What a prestigious role for a Seattle Police Department officer to go be in the Dallas motorcade <laughs> for the president. I like your Seattle accent that you gave that guy. Yeah, it's classic. Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I forgot this take, took place in Seattle. Uh, anytime I read about a cop in the 60s, Would I think you have New adjusted York. your. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. He could have transferred. Seems like trans- transfers are pretty loose back then based on this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on now, Marty. You owe me. The last three words echoed in my ears and I nodded. All right, I'll go. I said. I walked home thinking of meeting the president and never expecting the tragic events of Friday, November 22nd, 1963. (laughs) 
Yeah, Damn. well, who would? This is cool. This makes me want to read a story about like what Chandler Bing was doing the day of the Challenger explosion. <laughs> I want to hear sitcom characters throughout history. I walked slowly and quietly on my way home. It was cool, brisk evening, and I had a lot to think about. I had been recruited to participate in a motorcade in a state I didn't know with people I've never met. I knew this thing would be hostile. How could they not? Why? When police officers in Dallas see a cop from Seattle come for a few days just to be seen. It's not going to go well. It's going to get hazed. Ooh, those Dallas cops are going to give them a whooping. Mm-hmm. Those Texas Rangers. My coat was light brown and made of suede. Didn't keep very cool, but it looked nice. I shrugged, weighing the pros and cons, and ultimately decided it was a good chance. So I turned a corner and I walked up the driveway to my home, turned the key, pushed my way into the house. Boys, get over here. We're having sherry tonight. I liked my house. It wasn't <laughs> the lavish castle you would see a movie star in, but it suited me just fine. I shook in the newfound warmth of my humble home. I chuckled. My sons would say, my humble abode, but not me. They could have <laughs> their fancy words and clothing and my foppish little sons. Do you think his recliner is there? Oh, yeah. He's having I a beer so. in the recliner while his two little boys are sneaking off with the sherry bottle. <laughs> reading poetry together but not me they could have their fancy words and clothing i was happy to sit back with a valentine and watch the game i walked slowly into my home closing the door i walked what through game? the front of the house what game there was some professional sports in seattle in 1962 somebody's got to do the research this is 1963 dude well that changes everything <laughs> he's watching the supersonics play the boston red sox <laughs> Classic Seahawks versus Mariners. <laughs> He's playing whatever team Kurt Russell played on, a baseball team. Oh, no, they were from <laughs> Portland. I walked through the front of the house to the kitchen and ran into Hester, uh, who was waiting on a small wooden chair. I assumed Frazier and Nas were in bed and had been for hours. I knew I was late on the way home. I had found a badly mangled dog and made a detour to deliver it to a shelter. Oh, maybe that made me later than I thought, but the dog was almost dead. So I did what I had to do. Why tell us after the fact? Why didn't we hear about this earlier? I think he hit it. You're late, Hester said. She was calm and quiet when she said it, and she let me have my time to speak. Look, I'm sorry. I had to speak to Wally, and then there was this dog. A dog? Yeah, poor guy was limping on the side of the road. I had to help him. A dog? Yeah. yeah. His name's Buddy. He said, hey, I can talk. I bet she's like, it was, it's our anniversary, Marty. God damn it. This job. It's 24-7 for you, Marty. His name was Bart. No, Bartholomew. Weird name for a dog. Poor guy sounds like a comic book character. Personally, I'd prefer Eddie or Arthur. Hey. There it is. I sat with my hand on the new recliner. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. Brand new, baby. Break it in. Can we stop talking about dogs for a minute? We need to address us. What about us? I said, playing with the dial on the television. Uh, it was a small <laughs> wooden box with a tiny screen. Fraser would say diminutive. I was happy with tiny. <laughs> Our sons are unbearable, Marty. What do we do? <laughs> Let's leave them out in the rain. Give them some character. The reception was bad, but at the time, a television was a novelty. and I bragged to my neighbors for a week when I... It's, I don't know, misspelled so badly. I'm not sure what they're trying to say here. <laughs> take, a, take a stab at it. 
Uh, I bragged to my neighbors for a weck when I it. Well, I barely know what you do for Marty's not a smart guy. We know that. (laughs) This Fraser and Niles would nail that word. Hey, some would say he's the smartest of all three of them. He's got street smarts for sure. Yeah. Well, I barely know what you do at work, except for when we cross paths, when you need to analyze a suspect. And Niles keeps having nightmares about missiles in Cuba. Uh, I right. thought we shielded him from that. I watched Gilligan scurry up a coconut tree. I thought he was watching the game. Honestly, you pay more attention to Gilligan's Island than to me, Hester said. Does he call Gilligan's Island the game? Uh, <laughs> what's it, How long is this? Should we skip ahead? When's he go to Dallas? What are you going to do? It's going to take a whole hour by itself. Let's get to the How many words game. was this one, Ganesh? It was like uh, 2,000 words. That's it? Uh-huh. All right. All right. All right. You want to talk about my work? Yeah. What did Wally want to talk about? Well, he told me I'm going to Texas. What? (laughs) Well, he wants a Seattle guy there when the president visits. He told me I have a secret mission. He told me to bring a sniper rifle and get up in the the, the book repository. (laughs) I don't know. What would Fraser and Isles do? Can't you get out of it? (laughs) I don't want to get out of it. I want to meet President Kennedy. You're going to do this? Yeah, and I'm leaving Wednesday. President arrives Thursday, and I want to get a real feel of the place beforehand. I need to meet everyone in the Dallas Police Department also. And until then... I need to familiarize myself with the, the, any nearby grassy knolls to see how it's what the layout is down there. Until then, I'm Martin Crane homicide. Then I'm Martin Crane on President Kennedy's security detail, I said as Gilligan swam into the lagoon in a bout of panic. Okay, good night. Wednesday, November 20th. Kenny, is there any Gilligan's Island fan fiction? Probably. Can get some Gilligan's Island fan fiction? 1963. Right. I stood in the middle of the road in Dealey Plaza. I looked at the underpass in front of me and then at the Texas School Book Depository. Two more days. I'm going to skip the next chapter because it's him packing. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, uh, actually, I feel like I do have to read this because it's a sweet scene with Niles. All right, we, I'll cut all this out. But what do you want to do? I can read. I can read the whole thing. I can skip ahead. How much? How much more is there? This is chapter three, and then chapter four, and then there's chapter five. <laughs> this seems extremely. This cannot be two thousand words. There's what are chapter you looking at? six. It's two thousand words. You've, it says. you've you've misread something. It's, I'm lo- I'm looking at it. it says words two thousand one hundred. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's too many words. <laughs> all right, fine, whatever. I guess it doesn't matter. Okay, this is chapter three. It's called Niles. I packed in the bedroom. Hester couldn't look at me, so it was just me and an old blue eyes. I wasn't packing heavy, just what it was needed. Two sets of pants, two shirts, some underwear, and socks. Also, a pair of aviator sunglasses. Oh, yeah. So I would look two cool shirts, when it? I met Jack. I, I need three shirts just for one day. This guy's bringing two shirts on a trip. Well, he's dry. He's a dry guy. Okay. He's not going to be that dry in Dallas, dude. Gets warm. It's humid. It's like October, right? It's November, November. Famously. Oh, hey, it might be. There might be a crisp in the air. You never know. Plus, he could buy a shirt if you know he happens to get blood on one of them. Niles darted into the room with a look of panic in his eyes. Papa, papa. Hey, <laughs> I said. Niles ran to me and ran his hand on my arm and stomped on my foot. Hey, what was that for? <laughs> well, Fraser said you didn't exist. That you were just. An existential figment in my imagination that everyone was not here. Niles was speaking faster than the mouse on Looney Tunes. Now, son, 
You know he's just playing. It was just a trick. Why, this is a justice contrived as a Machiavellian plot. How dastardly. Niall said in a rather proud way. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to have a, kid. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to have a talk with your brother. You know, son, I'm going to have to go away for a while. Where are you going? Well, I'm going to go <laughs> see the days. president. <laughs> Who cares? Wow. You know, I always like good old Jack Kennedy. He's a real stand-up guy. Strong and handsome, too. Just like your pops. Niall smirked. Martin Crane does have a Kennedy quality to him. Yeah. What would the boys be? What would the boys be? They're not very Kennedy-esque. No. There are a couple of there are a couple of Nixons. I see soon, son. I said, not saying what I wish to say. I don't know what that means. <laughs> the next day, I arrived at Love's Field one day ahead of the president. Chapter four. I headed straight for a nightclub. It wasn't my kind of place with all the strippers. Ooh, is it Jack Ruby's place? But it was close <laughs> to my hotel, and the flight put me in the mood for a nice cold Valentine. The place was a far cry from McGinty's, but I thought I'd give it a shot. Hey, feller, over here, a man called to me. He was a shady type, and I didn't take a liking to him. Hey, what do you need, buddy? I tried to sound nice. Here, take these. Pass him around. He handed me a few flyers and took my arm in a death grip. He'll be here tomorrow. Don't be fooled by his lies. See ya, I said as I broke my grip <laughs> and moved into the glove. I dumped the flyers but kept one for myself. The paper was appalling. It hey, that's Dallas. Mm -hmm. That's Dallas for you. It featured two pictures of the president, <laughs> one full on and the other in profile. It said, wanted for treason. This man is wanted for treasonous activities against the United States. Betraying the Constitution, he is turning the sovereignty of the United States over to the communist-controlled United Nations. It went on to say that he appointed anti-Christians and had previously been married and divorced. I didn't know what to think of it. It was laughable, but it also made me angry. Something in me told me to hold on to it. Maybe I should show it to the president and tell him I still support him. <laughs> hey, Mr. Kennedy, you see what they're saying about you? <laughs> I think it's bull hockey. <laughs> I folded it and forgot about it moments later. Hey, right, give me a Valentine's. I passed the bill across the bar. I gulped the drink down as quickly as possible, not wanting to stay for much longer. As I walked from the bar to my room, a man on the street handed me a pro-Cuba paper. It was thin and lean. He had piercing eyes. His name was Oswald. Hey, <laughs> just sounds like a regular guy. How old was Oswald? He was young, right? He's like 24 or something, right? Yeah. I'm going to skip chapter five because it's just him Christmas shopping. <laughs> Terrific. This is the last chapter. What do you buy the boys that have it all? <laughs> Apparently he bought Frazier a baseball bat and a cap. Ooh, that, that ain't happening. He'll love that. <laughs> and then he bought Niles some uh, Christmas music. That's more in line with the Niles I know. All right, here's the end of 1963, chapter six. Why does this have to be Martin Crane? This has nothing to do with this. Like, such a tenuous connection to Frazier. The shots came out from nowhere. The three quicker than I could have imagined. I hadn't even settled in yet. There was no build up to it. No drawn out hostage situation. No speech to let the world know why it was happening. One moment I was following the president. The next he was dead. I wanted to keep, keep it going. <laughs> I blew it. To finish the case, I wanted to see it through. Jack deserved that, but the crime of the century had just happened in their backyard and the Texans weren't about to let a Yankee like me horn in. People from Seattle, Yankees? I don't know. I don't think Seattle existed <laughs> in the Civil War. No. <laughs> Who was, which side was Seattle on? It was the Confederacy, the Union, and the Supersonics. Wow. You know, Gary Payton. He was I'll tough. Take the Supersonics. Yeah. 
My money's on them. Sean Kemp. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, a young Kevin Durant, if you will. Yeah, he's a shooter. I'll take him. I watched from the sidelines as everything went to hell. A Dallas cop was murdered on the street. They tracked the shooter down to a theater and brought him in. It was him, they said, the man who killed the president. It was my friend, Lee. Just as suddenly as he had killed the president, he had been caught. No long chase. It was over just like that. But not so fast. They told me not to show, but I was in the crowd. I wanted to watch the SOB taken in myself. Deep inside myself, I wanted him dead. I shouldn't have thought like that, but it happened right in front of my eyes. A a man named Ruby came and shot him to death. He was rushed to the hospital. They took him to the same room they took the president as he was dying. I did not appreciate the irony. Just as suddenly as he had been captured, he died. It was all over so fast. You know it seems like I'm rushing it at the end. You think this might be a little too anticlimactic, but that's just the way it was. <laughs> the author's just like, let's wrap this up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't tie the loose ends for you. Man. Why, is that the end? They put Ruby away for killing Oswald. I went back home, but I wasn't at peace. I knew Ruby knew more than he let on. It festered inside me until I had to go back. I met with Ruby just a few weeks before he died. He had been holding back all right, and he told me the whole story. The end. Oh, Martin Crane the knows who end. killed John F. Kennedy. Wow. The end? We don't even get to hear the whole story? Good Lord. Why does that exist? Who? <laughs> this is the most tonally wildly different things we've read in one episode and all of them are unsatisfying <laughs> i could i would there should be a whole show about young marty crane i would love that if they did a martin crane like gritty cop procedural that would be fucking amazing i would love that that's a great idea i should we should, we should pitch it yeah to uh paramount on the horn call up uh nbc universal yeah we'll give it a shot all right well that's i mean i'm can't understand why any of this is happening. But let's, what do we, we got one more? We got one more coming up. Save the best for last song. Ganesha's had his eye on this one the whole episode. Better be good. Or I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah. Uh, wait, you said it was Fast and the Furious? Uh, well, the one that I had picked, I can't read it because it's too long. So I need to find another one. All right. We're going to jump ahead. We're going to wrap it up. This is uh, the the last fan fiction coming up right around the right around the bend. Okay, well, this has been a wild episode, and I don't even know what we're about to end on. Ganesh. Give us something good to take to bed with us tonight. I can close my eyes and feel proud about what we've done here. Okay. All right. This last one is called You're a Real Tiger, Crackle. Oh. Uh, oh. And here we go. Oh, no. Um, Tony the Tiger growled. <laughs> oh. The lightning outside had increased in intensity and frequency. Oh, whose idea was it to leave? Snap looked at Crackle and Pop. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, it was the Keebler. Oh, damn. The Keebler elf's there, too. Damn, dude. It was the Keebler elf's idea to avoid that obnoxious Kellogg's uh, senior marketing vice president by hiding in this tree. (laughs) So this is like Ready Player One of grocery store cereals. Or I guess it's all foods. Yeah, grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Is the Pringles guy there? Oh, he's too cool for that. He's God. (laughs) Yeah. Big floating head with a bow tie. You think? Yeah, he's disembodied. 
He's got the Pringles guy is, Zor- is Zordon from the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. It's the same dude. Yeah. And the Gerber baby is the devil. <laughs> the Gerber baby speaks in a deep, menacing voice. Feed me. <laughs> <laughs> baby hungry. I've been looking for like a new religion or some sort of spirituality. And I think. Oh, I found- you have? Mm-hmm. All right. He, he's been Googling new stuff. What's new out there in the religious realm? Got anything good for me? Nothing was clicking with me before, but maybe something new's come out. Anything good? Yeah, what do you this, find? This, I guess. This. The Pringles man is God <laughs> and the Gerber baby is the devil. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that. And the Jolly Green Giant is our earthly protector. Gaia. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. All right, what's going on with these little perverts in the tree? The large tiger <laughs> scowled at the three elf-like beings. They smiled up at him. They're just elves. Where is he now? There's a thunderstorm outside, and this tree is the last place I want to be on an empty stomach. Then where where do you want to be when a tornado strikes? Pop snapped in. That was Pop. <laughs> where do you want to be when a tornado strikes? <laughs> Pop, Pop doesn't fuck around. <laughs> Pop was in Vietnam. <laughs> I've seen things, Crackle. <laughs> things you couldn't even imagine. I've seen my best friend 25 yards apart. His head over there, his spoon over there. Thunder <laughs> sounded in the distance, and Snap and Pop dived in a hole in the trunk of the tree. They weren't seen for quite some time, and a gust of wind blew Crackle into Tony. Whoa! Uh-oh. He looked up after a moment to see Tony salivating, and he began to get scared. Oh! <laughs> Mr. Tiger, are you are you hungry? Yes. <laughs> he growled. Uh, there may be food in the tree. We store stuff here when we're moonlighting in the Keebler Elf Cookie Factory. It's uh yeah, well we hide food in this here tree. Moonlighting, isn't that their that's like their main job? Mm, just not paying the bills. <laughs> yeah. They work at a call center during the day. They're telemarketers. <laughs> you know, I don't I'm not surprised that they're not doing so well because I never particularly liked uh, yeah keebler cookies are not very good no i'm at the rice krispie Whoa. treats oh Cereal. oh i don't yeah I, I don't like those much either i also don't really like keebler cookies we're Yo. not nearly the best kind of cookie oh no but yeah rice krispie treats of all not too good cocoa krispies are incredible all right not a fan i would rather do cocoa puffs mm. and you had them EL fudge cookies. That shit is good. <laughs> Actually, I don't no, think I, mean, I have fudge stripe. Yeah, oh, fudge those are stripe. good. Fudge stripe. They're those fine. Are good. Those are good. Those are fine. I want you know. Give me some Teddy Grahams. Where are my Teddy Grahams at? Oh, people have been trying to stripe fudge for years. No one can do it. Yeah. No one can do it like Keebler can. Uh-huh. Not my fudge. I was striping fudge until I got my bidet. No, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's this episode brought to you by Tushy. I gotta right. say, uh, that's probably your best like joke that I think you've ever just said. Yeah, I agree. That's the funniest thing you've ever said on the podcast, and it's gonna be on Patreon at the end of an episode that everybody's turned off. <laughs> I've been striping my fudge <laughs> till I get that day. Say they called you the old fudge striper. They said we called you back in the dorms. We called you Mr. Uh, Keebler Elf. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Right. Somebody, somebody should can just stripe the bowl again. Get the janitor in here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Apologies brilliant. to our new subscribers. You know, lightning never strikes mm. twice, so let's just have fun. 
<laughs> he started he started to pull away from the massive orange animal, but Tony did not release his grip. Well, I'm not hungry for food. He growled even lower, and Crackle thought he felt something move beneath him. He held his breath and tried not to move. He balanced on Tony's muscular thighs. Oh, well, where's this going? It's precarious enough without something poking at him. Well, is Tony what about are you to hungry f- for? Is Tony about to fuck one, one, of, one of these Snap Crackle or Pop guys? It's Crackle. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. He looked into Tony's eyes. You. You know, I'm not very good. I don't contain many calories, and uh, I'm not all that healthy. Oh, no, you definitely aren't sweet. You lack sugar, but do not fear. I have sugar and will be great. Oh, <laughs> Tony put his paw on Crackle's head and slid Crackle's hat off his head and down his front. Uh. <laughs> this is so stupid. This is like a like a TV funhouse thing. Or this is insane. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this is, what do you want from me? What, well, what well, do you want? What do you want me for? What do you want? I think you mean. I, I think you mean. What do I want from you? Oh, we might have the to hat on the floor. We might have to yada yada yada. And dragged, <laughs> and dragged a claw down the front of his shirt. The tip of the claw tore through the material and it fell back on the smaller man's shoulders. The smaller man. I don't want to hear stop cracking pop described like that. Yeah, you can cut this out, but if Tony Tiger's literally about to rape Crackle, we gotta get out of this. We can't read I this. want you. I want everything from you. Tony carefully sliced off the rest of Crackle's clothing while Crackle nuzzled, oh nuzzled Tiger's soft furry belly. Well, if Crackle's into it, then I'm, then I'm into it. I just want they consent. both purred in delight. Ooh, all right. Hey, now. Hey, if Crackle <laughs> likes it, then all bets are off, baby. Let's hear it. Tony raised himself <laughs> a little off the elf, and Crackle used his small, adept hands to push aside the fur to find the solid piece of meat that had been intruding on him. <laughs> no. Oh, this is the weirdest episode. Just <laughs> insane shit bookended by cartoon sex. <laughs> Pushed aside the fur. Yeah, to find that big hunk. I just love the idea. I love the description of his crackle as the smaller man. <laughs> little, teeny, little tiny guy. Let me try to uh, get through this here. That's what they are, right? They're not supernatural. They're just guys. They're just little guys, right? <laughs> they're not like little fairies or elves. They're just know. little three little men. No, they're elves, aren't oh, they? I know. They're, they're they're not. I think they're elves. Elfish. All right. Maybe hobbits. Hey, are. I don't know. Maybe. Well, what next? As his hands encircled him, the tiger groaned and his claws dug into the floor. Noticing his partner's reaction, Crackle held the tip of Tony's love rod beneath <laughs> between his thumb and forefinger and lowered his tiny mouth to it. Uh, oh, licking the tip. No, 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 no. He no. soon sucked. This is oh, oh, yada, also, yada, how yada. big could it be if Crackle's little teeny tiny hand can get around it? The feel of the elf's teeth scraping lightly almost made the tiger lose <laughs> control. You gotta yada. You gotta yada yada. <laughs> he thrust against him, then pulled back. He hit the back of Crackle's throat. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I want to die. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Yada yada yada. Uh, boy oh boy, Tony's about to snap crackle and pop right there. I want all of you. His finger moved from the smaller man's penis <laughs> to press. <laughs> the smaller. <laughs> oh, please. 
Oh, please. <laughs> In response, Tony rolled him over oh. and pulled him up onto his hands and knees. Oh. Crackle pointed at his shirt. At his shredded shirt, the luscious tiger saw the bottle of KY jelly sticking out of a pocket and growled. I don't think Crackle. I don't think, think, think Crackle can handle this. <laughs> I don't think Crackle can make it out of this alive. Oh my god! <laughs> you gotta stop this. You gotta pull the. You gotta pull the plug, dude. We're almost at the end. We're almost at the end here. All right. He grabbed the bottle, squirted a decent amount onto his paws. And then massage his his throbbing black and white striped. Why is it cock black and with, white? I don't know. With his KY jelly coated hand, this created so much stimulation that the tiger needed immediate release. Oh, he he, he, he thrust he, wildly. He prematurely ejaculated. <laughs> well, sorry, this he never happened. Wildly. To me, <laughs> <laughs> into the really tight, extremely aroused crackle. Yada yada yada. What do you how crackle had never had something so big and hard inside him before. Usually it was snap or pop, and they weren't anywhere near as well endowed as the tiger. They're brothers. This is ill. Aren't they? Maybe they're just friends. I don't fucking know. He climaxed before Tony spraying onto the floor beneath him. <laughs> you gotta stop this dude. As well as a little on Tony's feet. Oh my god. Yada yada yada. How bad could the others be if what you're reading is making the cut? It's real uh, bad. I mean, you want me, I'm, no, I don't want to hear it. I want you to get to the end as right. fast as you possibly can. When he finally pulled out, strings dribbled out of Crackle's <laughs> red bottom. Oh, no. you, no, you gotta, this is gonna, no. you gotta this. this and, can't happen. This and, can't the elf, and the elf groaned, I don't think I'll ever be able to move again. Tony used his bandana to clean himself and Crackle. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> And then, and then he, and then he wrapped Crackle in a blanket. Oh, that's, that's, Seeing that that's, the tornado was over, he picked up the little guy who was by then asleep and carried him out of the tree. What? Seeing the General Mills guy away, away, he handed him over <laughs> and said, Mills? "Was he just watching? He was just nearby." <laughs> He handed him over and said, "I think he ruptured something. You have to got. You've got to get me bigger playthings." Oh my! And that's word. the end. Oh my god! Damn, the General Mills guy is like the Snapcrackle pops pimp. This is who wrote. He didn't even say they're great. Yeah, that was kind of waiting for the payoff there, and it never happened. Oh, that this episode makes me sick. Yeah, <laughs> this can't. This. There's going to be a recording of us listening and saying this stuff forever on the internet, and we're just going to have to live with that. You know, what's funny is that uh, I'm looking at other things that this author has written, and the rest of the stuff they've written is pretty normal. It's like uh, mostly CSI fan fiction, non-erotic fan fiction. This guy was eating breakfast and just went to get aroused and went to town. I think the people else got out of there quick. They knew it was coming. Well, boy. I don't even know what to say. I apologize. Yeah. To everybody. To God. Big time. Sorry. And to the General Mills Corporation. <laughs> My apologies. Woo. Well, I hope you guys like that. Um, <laughs> is that the end? That's the end of the episode, right? Let's let's call it there. We got to go take a shower. Uh, 
Hey, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks yep. to uh, Chris Lakewitz for our artwork. Morris Reese for our music. Two people surely love to be associated with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at uh, letstopthere.com. You can find our social media handles in the notes, probably. Uh, you can give us a phone call at uh, 567-309-0357 to just <laughs> file any open complaints you may have about this episode. Just let us know what you didn't like about it. What else? Is that it? Is that everything that cover it? Yeah, they put us in the Guardian, and this is what we do. This is yeah, this is, this is, that's right. We just made our newspaper debut, and then we decided let's read about Tony the Tiger, fucking tiny little crackle. Uh, <sighs> oops. I thought it couldn't get worse after Shrek, and that's the dream compared to what we just read. Yeah, that's it. That's the end. I gotta, you gotta get out of here. I'll see you guys another time. Uh, thanks everyone. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Golly, that was really, really rough.